0: You're listening to the IQVIA podcast where we discuss ways to drive innovation in healthcare. Welcome to the second episode of Consumer Health Edge, a three-part series where we will discuss about information management and how it can benefit businesses and commercial teams in the healthcare industry. I am Vaishnavi Save, Global Product Manager for Technologies at IQVIA Consumer Health. IQVIA Consumer Health supports the industry from concept to consumer. In today's episode, we will explore how consumer health organization are leveraging data and analytics to understand customer journey, sales, distribution, including shelf space analysis. Joining me is Ankit. Ankit is driving information management practices in EMEA with a specialization in data governance, mass data management, and serving exclusively the Global Life Sciences Organization.
1: Welcome, Ankit. Hi, Vaishnavi. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Thanks, Ankit. Shelf space analysis is crucial for consumer health companies. Ankit, can you help us understand how businesses can leverage shelf space analysis to optimize profit and minimize waste?
1: Right. Um, Sure. So shelf space analysis is a bread and butter for consumer health companies when it comes to in-store sales and marketing, right? Um, Companies need to analyze situations such as shelf breaks, or if the product is easily visible on the shelves, or if it is easy to navigate in the store to fetch the product, or even if any promotional activity needs to be performed. But as you can imagine, the problem with such analysis is that they are subject to errors. With a lot of manual reporting and the practical challenges to read all the information leads to inaccurate analyses, even in automated cases where companies have planograms, are also unsure if their tactics are implemented on the ground or not. Well, to address these, image recognition tools can click pictures and pass on the information to the headquarters. And the real data and analytics starts only after all such relevant data is collected by the consumer health company, alongside assessing seasonality trends, demand forecasting, sales and inventory data, product lifecycle, competition data, et cetera, et cetera. Once all this data is collected, it needs to be managed in a data warehouse for easy retrieval for analysis, right? In this case, a data warehouse would store data related to shelf breaks, product visibility, and promotional activities, making it readily available for analysis. While MDM helps establish clear data linkages between the data received from image recognition and the company's internal database, such as SKUs, This linkage, as you can imagine, is essential for making meaningful inferences as it allows for a unified view of the data. Companies can leverage this data to identify stockout situations, plan um, seasonality-driven promotions, and make informed decisions about uh, competitive-based promotional strategies. Moreover, a data warehouse supports the retrieval and analysis of this information, enabling companies to fine tune their in-store strategies, reduce errors, and uh, to optimize their shelf space for maximum impact on sales and marketing, Vaishnavi.
0: I agree, sales and distribution are critical. Companies use data to optimize their distribution network, to maximize revenue for both themselves and the retailers, and identify growth opportunities. And finally, the right investment strategy. So what role do you think a good data strategy plays to
1: support a company's objectives? Well, I'm glad you asked this question, Vashnavi, because as I see in many companies are not focusing enough on having a well-defined data strategy. And therefore, maybe uh, to better understand the role of data strategy, let's take a step back and look through a few common challenges uh, that I see organizations face maybe some of these resonate with the the audience as well um the first one is lack of ownership of data now i have an example wherein um, you know i was working with this company wherein we had to create some dashboards where among several data sources sap was one of their data source but to our surprise uh, when there were some data issues found in this sap module um there was no owner identified for that data set now uh, well it costed us about 6 months of delay on that project just because the owner of that data was not identified so it's uh, it's very important for us to understand um, you know and be clear about the ownership of data the second is lack of access well i don't think it comes as a surprise and i believe many of you may have already experienced going through the hoops to get access. Not to mention that by the time uh, one gets access, business generally has figured out another way to answer the question in hand. Um, The third example is not having a single source of truth. Again, it's not uncommon for one customer to have multiple addresses. I think that's a common business situation, right? Uh, You and I have probably multiple addresses, um, which leads the marketing team to be confused which addresses to use um, uh, to reach out to the customer. Uh, Again, that's because there is no single source of truth, no primary address identified and stuff like that. Uh, The next one on my list uh, should not surprise any of you, I believe, is data quality issues. Well, there can be many examples of data quality issues, but one uh, on top of my mind right now is, um, you know, so many bounced emails uh, when you run an email campaign. Why? Because the email, the accurate email was not captured uh, in the database. And uh, the last example, which is actually, well, I would say most common, uh, is companies don't even know what data they have. And it, again, does not surprise me anymore when businesses and IT teams tell me that they don't even have, uh, or they don't even know what data they have today. And that's because um, there are too many data acquisition points, there are too many silos, too many data repositories. Many a times, we've also seen data sitting on individual local machines.
0: Indeed, it's evident that the absence of data strategy can incur significant losses for companies, both in the short-term and long-term. So could you outline the key elements that a consumer health organization should consider when developing a clearly defined data strategy?
1: So the way I would propose to look at data strategy is through five pillars. So let's look into each of these pillars one by one, right? So the first one and the most important from uh, uh, to begin with is alignment with business strategy. So what do I mean by that? Um, of course, any data strategy that needs to be defined, it needs to be catering to the business um, strategy, right? Business use cases, business initiatives. Um, Just as an example, if a business wants to increase the customer outreach, well, let's call that as business initiative. Now, to be able to increase the outreach, there could be various different business questions that the business would like to understand. Um, Again, some examples are, should I focus on pharmacies or doctors or patients directly? What channel uh, campaign should be most effective or even what discounts I can offer? Those are the questions that business would or should ask themselves first. And based on that, you define the use cases and KPIs, trying to figure out, for example, um, which product has high potential but is undersold today, which geography is having the lowest sales in the last quarter. So those are the KPIs. So before we go on to data, it's imperative to align and be clear about what are the business questions that we are wanting to answer. So once that is established, the second pillar comes in, which is data foundation, which comprises of right from the data acquisition to data processing, management of data quality, including master data management, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and includes other technological concepts, architectural concepts like data warehousing, data lake, data march, data mesh, data fabric. I know a lot of jargons, but probably that's a separate podcast in itself for some other time. All these points eventually, if put in place properly, empower businesses for analytics and generate business insights. That's the second pillar, data foundation. The third one is data governance and operating model. By data governance, I mean having a good, well-defined organization structure, having a data governance board where key data decisions can be made, defined clear roles and responsibilities of all the stakeholders, defining the ownership of the data, having clearly defined standard operating procedures? Um, Is it clear in the organization if there is an issue with a particular data set? What is the process that gets followed? Who is the owner who we need to reach out to? Lack of having any of these things brings risk of non-compliance, leads to lack of transparency between business and IT, and eventually leads to lack of trust in data and therefore lack of effective business operations. By my experience, I can say very clearly that the data governance is a key difference between the leaders and the laggards. People who are leading or ahead of the curve have made data governance as priority for themselves. The fourth pillar for defining a data strategy is infrastructure and technology. In the evolving business world, we really need to make sure that the underlying technology is agile, flexible, and scalable. And the way to do that today is to move to cloud. And I'm actually a bit surprised to see that there are still several companies who are uh, still on-premise and are losing out on the opportunities that they can get by moving onto the cloud. And the fourth and the fifth one, the final one is the change management. And here is an interesting statistic uh, that I gathered from a uh, uh, Harvard Business Review survey, uh, wherein 92% of the executives who were asked for said that cultural obstacle is the greatest barrier to becoming data driven. Okay. So, as you can imagine, yes, cultural change is important. And therefore, the way I uh, personally approach this change management is through two ways, one is top-down and the second is bottom-up. By top-down, I mean, there needs to be a push from the senior leadership to drive cultural and behavioral change. And bottom-up is required uh, to drive motivation using success stories, uh, right? So with that, those are the five pillars uh, of data strategy, Veshnavi, if you find that useful.
0: Thanks, Ankit. I think now that we've established a robust data strategy, um, what key data and analytics capabilities should companies prioritize to gain deeper understanding into their consumer so that it's ensured that they have impactful and
1: timely business insights? Great question, Vaishnavi. So understanding the customers is table stakes in today's uh, competitive consumer health market, right? And data analytics, of course, plays a crucial role in helping you understand the customers. The journey starts by collecting the data of various touch points that your consumers make in relation to your product. Particularly, it's much easier to get access to the data of those consumers who are on a loyalty program or even the consumers who are active on social platforms, for example. In fact, uh, some companies even run primary market research to collect firsthand information. While every organization expects the source data quality to be great, in all practical cases, the data does need to be cleaned before dumping into data repository. For example, misspelled product names is a very common uh, issue that we see, or even addresses that need harmonization. Uh, as an example, street, which is fully spelled versus an abbreviated str. dot. All these need to be cleaned and harmonized. Linking customer profiles for a unified view is achieved through master data management, in short called as MDM, ensuring that a consumer who purchased a product at pharmacy is the same who mentioned positively about your product on social media. Once all the data is available unambiguously at one place, then you can aggregate or slice and dice the data to answer any specific business questions, that is, perform analytics. Analytics can be of four types. diagnostics descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive. Let's uh, very quickly look at these one by one. Diagnostic analytics is the most basic and conventional one that covers what has happened. For example, uh, which store or site in a particular city has shown maximum sales in the last month? So looking back in time and reporting. Descriptive analytics covers why the product may have uh, been in demand in some specific type of stores. For example, XYZ store had maximum sales because they ran a local promotional activity. So it's it's a little bit more into uh, understanding the why. Predictive analytics instead helps with forecasting what may happen in future based on historical trends. For example, looking at the customer patterns in a particular area, it is likely that the product sales will drop in coming months. And finally, uh, at the highest maturity curve, uh, we have prescriptive analytics, which provides you actionable direction on what needs to be done to achieve a particular business objective. For example, um, if you run a similar promotion in a similar tier city, then the sales are likely to increase in that area as well. Or even more advanced, uh, if you think about the system may make Netflix or Amazon, Amazon-like rec, uh, recommendations such as um, uh, because other people who bought product Y also bought product X, you may also like product X. Right. This last use case, by the way, is an advanced use case and is based on partner identification and may involve graph databases. And at the same time, it's worth mentioning that many of these use cases can be configured via rule-based algorithms. And as the consumer health organizations mature or have an appetite, they can go with machine learning-based um, suggestions. Here at IQVIA, we offer both rule-based as well as machine learning-based next best actions. In short, we call it as NBA.
0: Thank you, Ankit, for taking us through the intricate aspects of data management on sales and distribution front. And I want to thank everyone for listening to us today. Um, If you need to know more, please get in touch with us at iqviaconsumerhealth.com or you could follow us on LinkedIn at iqviaconsumerhealth. In our next episode, we'll be looking at an example of implementing the information management strategy in line with the business goal. Till then, thank you so much. You've been listening to the iqvia podcast. Learn more about how we help our customers and partners accelerate innovation in healthcare at iQvia.com.